Welcome back to Renaissance Podcast. I'm your host, Victor Haug. And today, I wanted to talk about the idea of looking for freedom in an ashram or something like it. A spiritual retreat, a spiritual path, a monastery, whatever it is. Um, nowadays, meditations become popular and There's all kinds of New Age spiritual teachings and books floating around talking about different aspects of the spiritual path and meditation and the inward path and all of that. And I wanted to weigh in on that because I'm someone who's lived that and had a lot of different experiences in that world and have I've reached some of my own conclusions about it and where it can take you and where we also have to take ourselves. So, I began meditating when I was 20. I was in college, I was going to Stanford at the time, and I had a lot of ambitions, I had a lot of ideas for where I wanted to go with my life, but they weren't bringing me happiness or peace, far from it. In fact, every semester, quarter, every year that went by, I found myself more and more farther and farther away from peace, and more and more riddled with anxiety and doubts about myself and the world and life and what I wanted. And I saw all my peers setting themselves up for very successful and lucrative careers, and I was also setting myself up for the same thing. But even by the end of my freshman year, I started seeing or sensing the limitations of that path, and so I began to meditate, and I started reading more books about spirituality, and I got really, eventually, interested in the idea of renouncing everything, just walking away from everything, leaving my ambitions, leaving my academic career, I mean, I still wanted to finish my degree, but, and eventually I did, so the last couple years I was in college, I got more and more interested in meditation, I got more involved in meditation groups, started reading more books about spirituality, meditation, and my heart just became farther and farther um, removed from my involvement in my worldly ambitions. They were still there, but it just became something that faded into the background, and I became more focused on committing myself to a path. I guess you could call it the spiritual path, but really it was a path that I was trying to find peace. Yeah, I was looking for God, I was looking for enlightenment, all of that, but what drove me to it was my own misery, my own pain especially psychological and emotional pain. It wasn't that anything particularly bad had happened to me. Far from it, from the outside, my life seemed pretty ideal. Um, I was young, I was healthy, I was an athlete, I enjoyed my life, I enjoyed my studies, but underneath it all, I just became increasingly miserable with it. And so I started looking for other answers, answers, like real practical, livable answers for how I could be happy without becoming an alcoholic, without becoming addicted to some kind of drug, whether it's a prescription drug or a street drug. Because I felt like that's where I was kind of going. I was getting to be so miserable and so anxious and even depressed where I wasn't able to function the way I wanted to. I wasn't able to live life the way I wanted to. And so I just got to the chase. I got really into meditation, even in my last couple years in college. I quit the wrestling team to focus on wrapping up my academic career early, and I continued to to meditate every day. 
And then after I graduated, I spent some time in a um, like a meditation community in Northern California. And then I went to India. And so I went sort of as far into this world renunciation, go live in an ashram mentality you can. And I spent, I spent altogether a year in India at this ashram, um, really focusing on meditating and chanting and, and just clearing my mind, clearing my consciousness of these doubts and these attachments, the greed, the ambition, all of that stuff. And I was able to do it to some extent, not completely. You know, you really, I think it's really hard to just wipe the slate completely. But I did really get somewhere in terms of finding peace, letting go of my attachments. And I still have them, but they're way less, 20% of what they were. And, but my point is, so it did take me somewhere, that experience. And I did enjoy it. And it was a really positive experience. I had some great times. I really developed a strong meditation practice, which I still continue to this day. Um, I feel like my connection to God became way stronger than it was before. My direction in life, inwardly at least, is stronger. Outwardly, it's more confused, but inwardly, I feel more at peace with things. That doesn't mean I don't deal with anxiety still, but it's way less than it was when I sleep well and I all these things. So it, it did get me what I wanted to a large degree. But what happened was after three years of that, and I went, I was in communities and ashrams in two, I spent my, split my time between two. One was in India and one was in Italy. So after three years of that, I went back home where I'm from in Montana. And I was like, okay, what am I going to do with my life now? And the, the main idea I had was I'm going to save up some money and go back to, to India. And it didn't work out. The center I'd been living at shut down or at least was downsizing and there wasn't any, there wasn't any way to go back. And eventually, it pretty much did shut down almost completely. And so I was forced to look at where I was and where I wanted to go, um, given my experiences in the ashram, given my education, which was a good education, which opened doors for me, given my former ambitions. And I had to honestly look at myself and see, okay, what am I doing? Like, where has this all gotten I was really ambitious when I was very young, and I have this great education, I have these great connections. Do I even want to use it? Do I want to go back to law school? Because it was like I had this great experience in an ashram, and when you're 22, you don't really think past, you know, what's going to come through on the other side of that experience. You don't think about, okay, am I really going to spend my whole life in like a meditation retreat, teaching meditation? And maybe working in the kitchen or whatever it is. You don't really think about these things when you're 22. And think about them very little when you're 25. But when I was 25, I went home and I had to start making money and working and like living in the real world again and dealing with bills and have, buying a car and paying for my life. And I, when I went home, I stayed with my parents for a long time just because I, I didn't think I was going to stay there. And I thought I was going to move on to something else. I was going to get another job or go back to the center and keep going. But it didn't work out to go back. And so I was forced to confront life as I knew it in Montana. And I have to say it was a very difficult time. And it still is difficult for me because what happened is I, I found this peace. I found this baseline peace in my time in the ashram and through my meditation practice. And I developed this sensitivity and it made it even harder to go back to the life that I had thought about living before. 
And that's not to say I didn't try. After a year or so of working as a carpenter, sort of weighing my options, sort of thinking about what was going to come next, I went and got a job with this financial company in a small town near where my family's from. I thought, I'll just try it out. If it works out, I can move on to a bigger bigger company, a bigger city, whatever. This was a safe way to like get into the game again. So I was 26, and I got hired. It was pretty easy to get a job because I had a strong academic background. I had a degree from Stanford. It was pretty easy to get a job. And I went to work at this place, and people were nice, and I, I liked the, the setting. I thought, I, I thought what they did was honorable work for the most part. And, and yet, and there was plans to move me up and to be a manager and all these, these things after six months or whatever. And I was pretty excited about the idea of having a real career with advancement opportunities so close to home. I thought maybe I can just have the best of both worlds. But long story short, I quit after about a month. And just being in that office building just killed me. I couldn't take it. Going into a little cubicle, making calls all day, looking at stuff I really didn't care about. And I, after I quit that job, I was like, right, what now? I went to work for an electrician. I was thinking about apprenticing for him, but my heart wasn't in it. I didn't really want to be a tradesman. After six months of that, I started my own construction company, and I became a contractor, and I had a few years of experience building, and I started getting some small jobs or getting hired to frame or side houses. And and that was nice because at least then I had this step forward, like, you know, I can be, I can grow this. Even if it's not exactly what I want, I can grow this. But my point is really a lot of us want to think that when we become spiritual, the other concerns we have in our life go away and and the truth is they don't and when you see what happens when you don't take on life and you find a way to make a living there's really very few options for that kind of lifestyle i mean you can be a total vagabond or a beach bum until you're until the day you die i suppose but that doesn't appeal to a lot of people it certainly doesn't appeal to me i mean the other option is you can go live at a ashram or a spiritual community for the rest of your life but Unless you're really into that and you really have no ambition in terms of starting your own thing, that's also really hard too because you're really limited in in what you can do. You're limited by the the structure of the organization. You're limited by the leadership. You're you're limited just like you're limited in being being an employee of any other company. And so that didn't appeal to me either. At one point it did, but I realized how how hamstrung I was going to be by the powers that be in that community in terms of doing what I wanted to do, which was go out, maybe teach meditation classes, start new groups, start new meditation centers. I, re- I realized, like, no one was going to let me do it. And honestly, I in, in the organizations I've been connected to, I just don't really see a lot of people wanting to go out because, and this gets back to the point, when you commit yourself to a path of meditation or spirituality, are you renouncing your responsibility to be in the world and to make a living? And I think the answer is no, you're not. Unless you want to be completely dependent on someone or, or something or an organization, you can't renounce that. And in my experience, seeing the people who have renounced their outer responsibilities in the world and having to make their own living and pay for their own life, the people I've seen who live in ashrams, a lot of them are not very happy because they are totally stuck. Like, they get to a point where they can't even leave, even if they want to. 
And so we got to really weigh that in the balance and see, is that the life most of us want? Now, for some people, it really is. Like going to live in a monastery or something like that. I mean, I guess it's a viable option. But my, my point is, there's a, millions and millions of people who are getting into meditation. And they want to have a better, more balanced life. They want to have a life with less stress. They want to have a life with less anxiety. And historically, there's really only been two options. It's like you're either all in the world or you're all out. You look at the life in the Middle Ages. It was like if you wanted to renounce anything, you went and lived in a monastery or something. It was a very extreme, extreme options. And I feel like nowadays a lot of us are looking for a middle ground. Like we're looking for something where, okay, we don't have to be uh, someone's slave in, a, in an office, even if we're making a ton of money. We don't want to be someone's slave working 40 to 80 hours a week just so someone else can have a, a bigger payday or a bigger bottom line or so the shareholders can make more money. It's like that's not really what inspires us, especially those of us who are spiritually sensitive or emotionally sensitive and want to find peace and a better life. And so I just wanted to share my own experience because I tasted both extremes. Like I tasted the extreme of ambition, wanting to go to a great law school, wanting to get involved in, in worldly affairs at a very high level and having the chances to do it. And I also experienced wanting to leave everything, just looking, seeing through it all, seeing how hollow it was, seeing how little it was going to give back to me, seeing how it was only going to take from me, just to suck the life out of me, and rejecting it and saying, I can't do that. I can't do that in this life. I want, I want more than that out of life. And so I left that, that sort of ashram scene six years ago, and I've basically been working as a contractor in Montana ever since then and it's been a good life I have a lot of freedom I can pick my hours I can take the winter off if I have a good summer and go spend it in Mexico or traveling around or whatever I want and and for me it was a stepping stone it showed me a lot about taking on the responsibility of your life and, and the burden we bear if we really do take responsibility for our life especially if we push it to the to the extent of being self-employed starting your own company taking the risk, taking on the risk of having your own project fail or not having any income. When you take on that risk, the reward is also amplified to a huge degree. And if you are interested in living a more spiritual life or finding, and by spiritual, I just mean having more contentment, having more peace and happiness in your life. It doesn't even have to be connected to meditation. Anyone who gets fed up with the modern world and its restlessness and anxiety and just wants to have more happiness and peace in their life those are people who are taking an interest in the spiritual path. It doesn't matter what religion they follow. It doesn't matter what practice they do. Really, none of that matters. What, what, what matters is that in their heart, they want to have a better life. They want to have a deeper um, experience of peace. And so for me, like I've seen both extremes of this, and I think the answer does lie somewhere in the middle of having some flexibility in our work schedule, having the ability to take time off, um, and having the ability to really have the free time to pursue what we love, whether it's meditation or a hobby or wanting to start a, a nonprofit or a business or whatever it is, just having the freedom to, to do that is key. If we don't have the, the free time to commit to doing something we love or putting our energy into something that's going to give back to us, investing our time in something that's going to give back to us um, energetically, psychologically, emotionally, spiritually. If we don't do that, we're really limited in what we can do. And so I think 
it's important to see the spiritual path also in very practical terms. Like, how are we gonna, how are we gonna make a living? How are we gonna take care of our worldly responsibilities without being someone's slave, essentially? And that is the key. That is the key question. It's not okay. I went to a meditation retreat. Okay, because if you go to a meditation retreat for two weeks and you go back to your life and you're not able to practice it and you slip back into your old habits and your old anxieties, what have you really accomplished? All you have is a memory, a good memory, and it's worth it. If that's all you can manage, it's worth it. It's great. But what we really want is something that is sustainable, something that changes the groundwork of our entire life, something that opens up even more opportunities for happiness, for freedom. And so what we're all looking for is this freedom, this spiritual freedom, happiness, joy, and, and the free time to pursue the things that are going to give back to us in that way. And so instead of talking to people about, oh, go live in an ashram, go live in a spiritual retreat or a community, okay, that's fine, it's fine to think about, but also think about what lifestyle are you going to have that's sustainable with it? What, what line of work is going to let you do the things you want to do? Are you going to have to be self-employed or can you do it in the work that you have? You know, maybe the job you have is good. Maybe you're okay working nine to five, five days a week. But no one's really talking about how do we balance this in the real world? Like, how do we balance these things practically? And in my experience, being self-employed was the best way to do that. Because it gave me the freedom to take responsibility for everything and to take time off when I could. Um, and then that's been a lot of time off. I've been able to take a lot of time off in the last six years to do the things that I want to do, to travel, to have time to introspect, to meditate, to do whatever it is. Um, and, and maybe, and for me, being in the trades has also been good. It's not necessarily what I want to do for my whole life, but having a trade and being self-employed with a trade is a pretty good life. It's a little hard on your body sometimes, but I think it's a... Also, like, if you're looking for a, a work and a lifestyle that, that meshes with your spiritual path, that's actually a great way to go because the work itself, especially if you can get on your own jobs and you can play your own music and things like that and maybe choose the, the subcontractors you're working with, you're able to create an environment that's supportive of, of the energy you want in your life and the lifestyle that you want. And not only that... Working with your hands is really meditative, especially with carpentry and, and even with like electrical work to some extent. But having that sort of concentration, your mental concentration and, and your hands on doing something, um, it, it's really actually inward. And w when you can do it with nice music in the background and silence, it's even more so like that. But but that's been my experience. I think, I think the ideal would be to be self-employed in whatever it is that you you enjoy doing obviously that's setting the bar pretty high and we won't all, all get there i haven't been able to totally do that yet either but that's just my experience with it and i think that it will help a lot of people if we start changing this narrative a little bit to be more practical to say okay you know maybe you're young you're ambitious spiritually you want to do all these things but like it's still okay to think about the rest of your life and the family you want to have and the lifestyle you want to have and so set yourself up for that from the beginning like even in college even in your 20s, like start thinking about, like, what do I want to be at when I'm 30 or 40 with a family? Um, what is, what do I want that to look like? Taking everything into consideration, my spiritual life and my, my practical life. So there's my two cents on it. I hope it's helpful. And uh, thanks for stopping in. We'll see you soon.